Thank you, Brother Paul, for that prayer. I, uh, we definitely need to pray for all those around the world that have been being persecuted. Uh, I may have told some of you this. Maybe not all of you have heard. Uh, I'm in contact with some of the ministry that goes over to other countries, and uh, one of the one of the bits of information I received was uh, a minister that went to China, and the Chinese are so persecuted that uh, their worship service amounts to, and this was in this case with this one minister, of uh, of going in to uh, uh, you know a small dwelling, and uh, no more than two at a time. And they could not have Bibles. They had to memorize scriptures. And the person, the Chinese minister, had no Bible, but he had memorized many of the scriptures. And their their worship service with was without Bibles, memorization of scriptures, two at a time. Their time was limited of their worship, and uh, and it was very had to be very secret. And that's how they that that one particular uh, environment was occurring in China that I received back a report about. Um, so we, we, we are very fortunate here. Although there are, you know, all kinds of evil princip- principalities going up against Christianity uh, all over the world, including here, uh, it's, it's just more... Um, it's it's more evident in other places than here. We just have to prevent it from happening here. We possibly can, uh, but we need to go to God to uh, to help us through all of this. Uh, <clears throat> I have uh, I've come over here to the Gospel of John, and you know as as we read and study the Bible, we may go to where. You know, the Bible has things separated by chapters. It doesn't mean that that Jesus or God's idea of what he's portraying or his message he's portraying doesn't mean it ends when it ends at a chapter and then you start another chapter. It could be continuous, and we've got to keep that in mind, uh, especially if you look at Matthew 5, 6, 7. I mean, that's all Sermon on the Mount. Uh, so we don't we don't end the Sermon on the Mount when it ends at a chapter. We continue going, and some of these that's ha- that I'm uh, about to go here to, uh, starting with John 13. Uh, I feel like I have to go through some of these going into each of the chapters to get the whole context of the whole idea uh, that I'm about to give this morning. Lord willing. Uh, continue to pray for the service. Uh, the 13th John, of course, <clears throat> they're, uh, they're at the Last Supper, the disciples. And, of course, uh, Jesus in this chapter introduced about feet washing. Uh, but, you know, they have partaken of the bread. They have partaken of the wine. Although in in uh, First Corinthians it tells us more in detail about that, but uh, he's uh, he's showing here he he uh, 
washes uh, each of the disciples' feet. Of course, when he goes to Peter, uh, Peter says, no, he wants to refuse him. But then he says, you know, if you don't do this, then you have no part with me. He's forcing Peter to uh, to have his feet washed by Jesus. And uh, But anyway, it goes through that. And uh, and then it, he also it also lets us know Judas Iscariot, who's going to betray him. Of course, he's one of the chosen disciples. He was there at the Last Supper, and uh, and they wanted to know who it was that would betray him. And of course, Jesus said, "He that sops the bread with me." And so he let it be known who it was, but nothing happened to him, did it? Uh, he went on to be- eventually betray Jesus in the garden. Uh, it took 30 pieces of silver to do it. Of course, it goes through that. <clears throat> and then uh, the last uh, the last part is where I want to get here. Uh, uh, th- uh, I guess 31st. Therefore, when he was gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him... God shall also glorify him in himself and shall straightway glorify him. The way Jesus is talking here, and I know I've touched on this subject before, especially whenever I was uh, in uh, chapter 17 of John, where Jesus, it gives Jesus his whole prayer. And one of the main themes of that whole prayer is how he is one with God and God is one with him and we are one with God. We, as his children, are one with God, as we're one with Jesus. Uh, he, he, he has this oneness that he mentions. And, and it's no exception here where he's talking about the glorification. His Father's glorified, and then he'll be glorified. Then he says, this is what he says here, Little children, yet a little while I am with you. Ye shall seek me. And as I said unto the Jews, whither I go, ye cannot come, so now I say unto you. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. Now he introduces this commandment. Now he's going to say it later on also, but he introduces this commandment. Of all the commandments he could have given... He gave this one about love. I can tell you this. The strongest force, in my opinion, and I believe the, the, uh, the Bible can, can verify this, because God says, what does God say? God is love. And if we love God, it's because he first loved us. But it's the strongest force in the universe. You can put all the atomic bombs together. You can put, put all the... Uh, power of all the universes together or whatever, but love is the strongest force in the world, in, in, in existence. So he says, I want you to love one another as I have loved you. Now, do you think Jesus would have asked us to do something uh, that, uh, you know, to do something that, that we couldn't do? Uh, he wouldn't have asked us, you know, if we couldn't do it. He enables us to love others as he loves us. Uh, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know 
By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. So he's talking to his disciples here. See, he was at, at the supper. They, they had ended the supper. He talked, you know, he washed the feet. Uh, he told who the betrayer was. But then he's giving this dialogue. A new commandment. Loving. The, the, the foundation of the doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ is love. It is the basic foundation. It is love. It's a force. It's a, it's a, it's a characteristic of God that he gives us to share with others. Uh, and for others to share with us. Uh, by this all men know that ye are my disciples if it's condition if ye uh, have love one to another. If you have love one to another then you're my disciples. Simon Peter said unto him Lord whither or where are you going? Where goest thou? Jesus answered him, Whither I go or where I go, thou canst not follow me now, but thou shalt follow me afterwards. And you know why he said that, because he was going to have to go and die on the cross, arrested and die on the cross. Peter was not going to go with him to do that. Peter said unto him, Lord, why cannot I follow thee now? I will lay down my life for thy sake. I'll lay my life down for you. Jesus? Did he? No. Because what does Jesus say next? Jesus answered him. Wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, truly, truly, I say unto thee, the cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. Jesus knows the future. Jesus knows everything. Jesus knew Peter would not go with him on to prison, onto death, or whatever circumstance, he knew he wasn't going to do it. He knew the exact circumstances and situation that would occur to where he knew he would deny Jesus three times before that cock crew. Now he goes into the 14th chapter. I'm, I'm going to be going through this chapter to get to the 15th, which is the main message here, but but we we have to build up to it, or we have to go through the 14th to, to help come into what the 15th is about. It's all important, but but Jesus, he his his ideas, his uh, his uh, his doctrine, he he's continuous with it here. He says, let not your heart be troubled. Now, why is he saying this right after he told that to, P to Peter about this, you, you'll, you'll deny me? Because he wants to give them a message because he knows this. They are going to be uh, experiencing what's going to happen to Jesus in the garden. They are going to be there. And Jesus is going to be confronted. They and Jesus are going to be confronted with a whole group of people that are against Jesus. It want to take him and kill him. And and they're one of their own. 
disciple is going to be with those men to betray Jesus. Jesus knows all this. He sees all this. And he knows their hearts are going to be troubled. Their hearts are going to, uh, it's, it's going to be bad for them. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. And listen, today we've got to do the same thing. We are confronted with all kinds of things that are disturbing and bothering us, troubling our hearts. I know I'm, I'm troubled greatly by what is happening with our country and, and, and with, uh, uh, with, with our doctrine that we believe in, how it's being challenged with all kinds of evil and things like this. I'm troubled. But I know that God does want to help us. And, and, uh, and, and he gives us these scriptures to help us. Let not your heart be troubled. Do you believe in God? Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. You know, God has a house. God, God lives in heaven. And he, and he likens uh, us as, the, as people uh, living in his, his mansions in, in his house. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Well, where is it that he's going to prepare us a, a place, a mansion for us? In heaven and a world of glory. Well, how is that going to happen? He's first got to go to the cross. And he's got to shed his blood on the cross and die for us. To redeem us back to God so that we will have this mansion in heaven and immortal glory. That we'll have this uh, eternal life in heaven and immortal glory. He says, and whither I go ye know, and the way ye know. And where I go you know, and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not where, whither, where you go. How can we know the way? Well, that was a good question, isn't it? He was thinking in naturalness. They didn't know where Jesus was going to go. You know, they all for three years they were follow, wherever Jesus went. They followed him. They may not have known exactly where they were going. Sometimes Jesus would say, "Well, where, let's let's go to Lazarus. We're going to go to Lazarus." They they knew then where he was going to go. There were times he was going places. They just followed him. They didn't know where he was going, so they didn't know. But Jesus saith unto them, unto him, unto Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now here is God the Father, and he is the Son, and he's saying, No man cometh unto the Father but by me. In other words, you can't go to the Father except it be by him. If ye had known me, Ye should have known my Father also. Do you know Jesus Christ? If you know Jesus Christ, guess what you also know? You know the Father. We believe in the Trinity. God the, God the Father, God the Son, or the Word, or the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. It says, and 5th chapter of John says, these three are one. We believe in the Trinity. If you believe in God the Father, you believe in God the Son. If you believe in God the Son, you believe in God the Holy Ghost. 
If you had known me, you should have known my father also, and from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. How did they see him? If they saw Jesus, they see the Father. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father? And the Father in me. Remember these words here. Because when we get into the 15th chapter. We're going to be talking about this more. Jesus is introducing this to his disciples. Which is introducing it to us. 2,000 years later. We have this written for us to have. For us to understand. Because what what we're going to understand here. Is about how we are one with God ourselves the personal relationship or the fellowship as peter mentioned in one of his books there how we have this fellowship with christ look what he says have i been so long with you and yet hast thou not known me philip he that has seen me has seen the father and how sayest thou then show us the father believest thou not that i am in the father and the father in me the words that i spake unto you i speak not of myself But the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Did you ever ask yourself this question? How did Jesus, because he said, I will, no man take my life, I lay it down and I will take it up again. How can Jesus, if he's dead, take himself up again? The answer is easy. He did, he takes himself up again from the death as the Father. That's how he was raised. The son is raised by the father because he and the father are one. But yet he and the father separated. Remember when he was on the cross and he said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Because he had, he had taken on him on the cross. He had taken up all of his children's sins upon himself. And God the father could not be with in him with him at that time he had to forsaken his son because he was not part of that sin that Jesus became bible tells us he became sin on that cross and as he became sin he imputed his righteousness unto all of his children unto his people The word that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me, that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works' sake. Verily, verily, truly, truly, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. What did he give those disciples ability to do he gave them the ability to raise the dead to make the lame walk the blind to see the deaf to hear the lepers to be cleansed and the poor to have the gospel preached unto them and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name that will I do that the father may be glorified in the son remember whenever Peter and uh, and John went up to that uh, beggar and, and he, he couldn't uh, walk. 
And, and Peter and the, and the beggar was, uh, he was thinking, well, they're going to give me some money. He said, and Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I say unto thee, arise and walk. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye love me, here's a condition. If ye love me, keep my commandments. And I pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. He was going to leave them. He knew that. He knew that when he left them, they were going to be in despair. Look, here was the Son of God with these men for three years, teaching them, performing miracles. They knew he was of God. There were those that knew he was the Son of God. Because Peter told them, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. Others said the same thing. He was going to leave them. What were they going to do? He knew that. They they were going to be in despair. They were going to wonder what's going to happen. But he says, And he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I've said this from time to time before. God will not allow us, He will not, uh, uh, He will not allow us not to have a comforter. We're gonna have a comforter. Comforter. We're gonna have someone that's gonna comfort us and we're gonna have someone that's going to give us the truth and enable us to have the truth. Well, isn't that what's happening to us today? We're, we're seeing the truth and the truth is, it's we're being disturbed because the truth is showing ugliness it's showing evil it's showing anti-christian principles we're seeing it he dwelleth with you and shall be in you i will not leave you comfortless i will come to you he will come to us as the holy ghost you see remember he's one he's three in one Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. This is a hard concept to understand because we live in a world where we see everything separated. You know, you see me, and I'm this one person, Daryl Inman. I see you. As you are, as you an individual, we see each other, but we don't see each other as one together, do we? Brother Russell is is in, is in me, and I'm in both. We don't see that, and that that's not happening. But with God, we're with Him, and He's with us. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, because He's telling us this in these scriptures. We have a personal relationship with God. That's why he tells us in that fifth chapter of Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount, what did he say? He said, the very hairs of your head are numbered by God. He knows. He knows you. He knows everything about you. He knows every bit of characteristic about you. He knows your personality. He knows your every bit of your past. He knows your future. 
Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but ye see me because I live. Because I live, ye shall live also. Now, this is before he went to the cross and died. But guess what? He went to the cross, he died, he went into the tomb. He was there three days and three nights, and he was raised from the dead. And as he raised, we will raise. At that day, ye shall know that I am in my Father, ye and me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments, he that hath my commandments. We'll read all in here, all about his different commandments. One of them, he said, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. You know, when I was growing up, and my, I had my mom and dad, and if I did something wrong, they, you know, they, they uh, chastised me, either verbally or with a switch or whatever. I remember I had a grandmother that I would stay with sometimes and I would disobey her and she'd go out to this peach tree and get a limb off this peach. Boy, that was, that was worse than anything that, 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 because they had my back of my legs exposed and I'd get a whipping. Uh, he that hath command, my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Judas said unto him, not Iscariot, a different Judas, not the one that was going to betray him, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself or show thyself unto us and not unto the world? That's a good question, wasn't it? Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. We'll make our house with him, our, our, where we live with him. This is, this is a very unusual doctrine that these Jewish men were being given. That we're being given, in a way, uh, in that Jesus, the Son of God, who is God, and he's God the Father and God the Holy Ghost all in one, he's saying that if we keep his commandments and, and we show our love for him, they will come and show their love for us and, and live with us as we live with them. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings. And the words which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, and guess what he does? He's now he's going to tell us who the Comforter is. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. This morning at the Bible study, I did mention where it, it said it was brought to Peter's remembrance how that the Lord said uh, that there will be those that will be baptized with the Holy Ghost. But it was brought to his remembrance. Well, what brought his remembrance? It was the Holy Ghost. It was the Comforter. Whatsoever I have said unto you, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth. Give I unto you. See, there's a, 
There's a peace that Jesus gives unto us. It's a peace that's a spiritual type peace. It's not a peace like a war has ended and then there's peace that way. That's not that kind of peace he's talking about. It's a peace where we have a comfort in our hearts and we have this wonderful understanding of our God and his power and his majesty and his glory uh, with us, which gives us this comfort in this types of peace. I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Now he says this same word, this same phrase again, as he said in the first part of chapter 14. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Ye have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If ye love me, ye would rejoice, because I said, I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you, before it come to pass, that when it is come to pass, ye might believe. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh. For the prince of this world cometh. Who's the prince of this world? Satan cometh. Why did he say that? Because the time was nearing to where he was going to be arrested. And what was he going to say to them when he got arrested in the garden? This is your hour and the power of darkness. This is your hour and the power of darkness. That it might come to pass, you might believe. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me. But that the world may know that I love the Father. And as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. Arise, let us go hence. Because Jesus always does the command of his Father. And what was the command? What was the what was his father's will? He said, I came not to do my will, but the will of him which has sent me. And this is his will that, which has sent me, that all he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but raise it up again at the last day. That was the father's will, that he would go and he would suffer, bleed, and die for his people. Become sin and cast our sins away as far as the east is from the west. Now here's the 15th chapter of, of uh, John which as you now went through 14, it will help us understand what he's meaning by the 15th. Because if we went to the straight to the 15th, it may, we may have to know some, some concepts before, which he's going to give us now. Now he says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Look at one of the important words here. I am the, he didn't say I am the vine. He said, I am the true vine. You know, I have a garden. And in that garden, I have some plants that have some vines that I love and I want. I have some plants that are vines that I don't love to have in my garden and I don't want. To me, those are the false vines the ones that I want, ones that I desire to have, those are my true vines. If I can put this concept in this way. Jesus is the true vine. And you know what a vine is. It, the basic vine is a root in itself. Jesus is the true root or the true vine. 
And he says, and my father is the husbandman, or the father is the caretaker of the true vine. Every branch in me, well, if he's the true vine, then he's got some branches coming off of him. Like I've got this live oak tree that's in my yard, and I've got all these branches coming off of the main root of the tree there. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purchaseth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. So he's giving us a natural, symbolic concept here of a, of a, a, a root, a, a true vine himself, and father being the husbandman, caring for that root. But what's growing off of the root is us. We're attached to the root. Now, as we're attached to the root and we're, we're branching off that root, are we, are we producing any fruit? I remember one time, and, and, I, and you know what? The things that Jesus said and did in these gospels, we can revert back to some of them to help us understand. He went by a fig tree one time and he went to pick a fig tree, a fig, or figs off of it to eat and it wasn't growing any. And it should have been growing some. And you know what he said? Let not this tree, uh, let not this tree grow fruit henceforth forever. And it withered away immediately. And his disciples saw this. And it made them wonder why it was Jesus caused this thing to wither fast. Well, you can understand by listening to this. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it. Well, and if you do, look, Jesus, what was he going to do? He was going to take the fig. If it did produce it, he was going to eat it for his, for his own satisfaction, his own nourishment. He purges it that it may bring forth more fruit. Well, you, you purge the fruit and then more grows on it. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. He says, you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, live in me, and, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, except it live in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide or live in me. What do we do in our lives? What are we doing here? We're born. We grow up. Most of us, you know, we have parents or maybe a parent is raising us, giving us food, giving us shelter, giving us clothing, hopefully giving us love and nourishment and, 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 and these kind of things in this life. But while we're here, do we know there's a God? And in this case, do we know there's not only God, there's a Son of God and there's the Holy Ghost? And do we know what they want us to do and be like? And, 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 uh, and, and what to follow and what to do? Well, that's part of what He's given us in this life. And we're, we just happen to be a very fortunate few people in the world overall to have the truth given to us that there's the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, and they're all one. 
And we are one with them as they're teaching us here, as Jesus is teaching us here, and that he expects us to do what he says by his commandments. And what is his new main commandment? To love one another. Because you know what? If you love one another, guess what happens? You know the Ten Commandments? All those things to do and not to do and like that? It covers all of that. It, the, the, raw, the two main commandments. Because one person went to Jesus and asked, what's the, two, what's the greatest commandment? Jesus said, love the Lord thy God with all thy mind, thy strength, thy soul, and, and uh, thy, uh, thy soul, thy uh, spirit. Strength, spirit. And the second is likened unto it. Love thy neighbor as thyself. He says, this is the royal law. This is all the law and the commandments. Because guess what? What does the Ten Commandments say? Don't steal. Well, if you love someone, you won't steal from them. Don't lie. If you love somebody, you won't lie to them. Not supposed to. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth or live in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. There's a condition in order to bear fruit. We also have to live in Jesus. In other words, we've got to pay attention to Jesus. We've got to listen to Jesus. We've got to do what Jesus is telling us to do. In other words, we're manifesting the work by our faith, by our the, the, the fruit of the Spirit within our heart that he gives us. What is the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, love. First one. Joy, meekness, gentleness, kindness, faith, long-suffering, uh, temperance, uh, he says, against such there is no law. He says, if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide or live in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, if ye keep my commandment, ye shall abide in my love. Can I live in God's love if I, if I keep his commandments? Even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things have I spoken unto you for what reason? That my joy might remain in you. And that your joy might be full. Can you be happy in this life? I mean, I, people ask me every once in a while, are you happy? I have to tell them, well, I, to be happy? I don't know. Uh, I know the word joy exists because that's what, that's what Jesus uses and that's, joy is one of the fruit of the Spirit. I said, well, I have joy in my life. I have those that I love. I said, for one, I'm, I'm happy that I know about my God. I'm happy that 
I have wonderful children, wonderful friends, wonderful friends in the in the church. Uh, uh, you know, uh, all kinds of wonderful things. Uh, a loving, wonderful wife, who, by the way, she's still not well. I need your prayers for her. Uh, uh, you know, a wonderful family and, and great love for me and my love for them, but my love for God. Remember, greatest commandment, do we love God? He loves us. How great is our love for him? Uh, he says, this is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Now he says, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Jesus specifically was referring to himself with this. But you know what? From time to time, I will see people that will give their lives for others that simulate this. There have been many wars that have tossed themselves on grenades and blown themselves up to save their buddies. Or firemen that have gone into uh, houses and rescued people and sometimes they didn't come out. They were burned up in the house. Or or mothers uh, throwing themselves in the bodies of their children as machine gun bullets were coming at their children. Uh, the mother took the bullets. Uh, you know, uh, these are extreme things, but... Greater love hath no man than this, that he lays down his life for his friends. Did Jesus do that? He absolutely did it. Ye are my friends. Condition, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. And you know what? At this time, this morning, what is it, uh, the 10th of September? It's almost, uh, almost a quarter till 12. You have that for yourselves. I have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my Father. I have made known unto you. Do you understand this? You're being known unto you. Ye have not chosen me. Aren't you thankful? Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. Now he was telling these disciples this because they were going to become apostles, but these words also apply to us. These things I command you, that ye love one another. He's saying it over and over and over again. If the world hates you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. Oh, he's talking about love. Now he's talking about hate. But you understand today what is happening about this hate. There are people out there that are hating people because they love God. Because they want to follow the commands of God. Because they want to follow God's principles. But they don't want that. They want to follow the world. They want to follow he that is in the world. Jesus told us, he said, greater is he uh, that is in you than he that is in the world. Who's that Satan? 
that whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, that you love one another. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. He said, I believe it was also, also in the Sermon on the Mount, he said, if they hate you without a cause, they'll hate me. If they hate me without a cause, they'll hate you. That's what it was. If they hate, if, if there are those that hate Jesus without a cause, they hate us. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the word that I said unto you. The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. Do you understand today? Do I understand today? Why we are being persecuted? Because Jesus is persecuted. He told us. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake. Because they know not him that sent me. If I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not not had sin. But now they have no cloak for their sin. In other words, you know what? He said they have no cloak or they have no cloth to cover their sin. It's exposed. Their sin is exposed. And since their sin is exposed by God... They hate God. They will, they're against Him. He that hateth me hateth my Father also. If I had not done among them the works which none other man did, they had not had sin. But now have they both seen and hated both me and my Father. What was the very last big miracle Jesus did? 11th chapter of uh, John. He was one mile away from Jerusalem. And what happened? Lazarus was ill. Lazarus died. He came to Bethany. And he raised Lazarus from the dead. When he raised Lazarus from the dead, what did it say? That those Pharisees and scribes and all them, they, they gathered together, met together to, to meet and, uh, Plan Jesus' death. But now have they both seen and hated both me and my father. But this cometh to pass that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. But when the comforter is come, who I will send unto you from the father, even the spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the father. He's mentioning these things again. He shall testify of me. And ye shall, ye also shall bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. Sixteenth, these things have I spoken unto you, that ye should not be offended. They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God service. And that's exactly what was happening. Those Jews that rejected what they were professing as the new doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ, they were wanting to take them and put them in prison, kill them or whatever to do away with them. And they and these things will they do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. 
But these things have I told you that when the time shall come, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I said not unto you at the beginning, because I was with you. But now I go my way to him that sent me, and none of you asketh me, Whither thou goest thou? Where do you go? But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow hath filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin. You know what that reprove means? That reprove means he will, it will correct the world of sin. And of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. Of righteousness because I go my, my, to my Father and ye see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine, therefore said I, that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. A little while and ye shall not see me. And again, a little while and ye shall see me because I go to the Father. Because he was raised and he goes to the Father. This continues on, but you can understand. He's the true vine. We are the branches. We are to grow fruit on those branches. We are only able to do it as the Apostle Paul, he had once mentioned. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. May the Lord richly bless you is my prayer. There's so much in this. Thank you.